the national champion is clad in you know. big orange. Alabama does it. National championship number 18. 13 in all. Absolute perfection. 20 Sports Radio Hour, a visit with Drake Holly and friends talking about the magical world of sports in Middle Tennessee. And welcome into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake. Thank you for joining us. I am in the studio with Coach Mike on the boards, and it is Thursday. The third Thursday in October. The two days before the third Saturday, Saturday in, in October. October which, and everyone um, in the... It's at ho- least a state holiday if it's not semi-national holiday. Yes, ab- absolutely. <laughs> so um, the third Saturday in October brings on the uh, SEC rivalry match between football game, not match, but game between the Alabama Crimson Tide and the University of Tennessee Volunteers. And this year, the game is going to be held in Tuscaloosa, and we will talk more about that game later in the broadcast. Um, But first, let's take care of some local business, Mike. And the Murray County Public School Systems Game Day Show will be on tomorrow evening at 5.30 is when we start the game day show. And we will be doing the game day show live, broadcasting live from Spring Hill. Spring Hill High School. They, Spring Hill will be taking on Charlie Tullahoma. Seaton Field, I believe, is what that's so. called. And, um, and uh, the Tullahoma Wildcats, I believe they're Wildcats. They're coming to town, uh, at least to Spring Hill, north north side of Murray County, right there off of what we call the Nashville Highway, right next to the Saturn or General Motors plant. And um, kickoff is at 7 o'clock, but the game day show begins at 5.30 right here on 101.7 WKOM-FM. Uh, so you'll be able to pick that up at 5.30 with the game following at 7.00. Now, some other programming notes for the weekend. Um, This station, 101.7, carries Alabama football. 103.7 FM, the sister station, carries Tennessee football. They play each other Saturday. So what are we going to have, Mike? We're going to have the game being played on both stations. Uh, If you are a Tennessee fan. Same game. The same game. Not two different games. Right. Because Uh, you know why? You know why they're not two different games? Well, it's the game. Right. They're, it's the game. <laughs> yeah. They're playing each other. It's right. Okay. Okay. okay no, but it's the game. Okay. I mean, it's. I, I, was but, just, uh, I was trying to be cute. Yeah, it, but it's. It uh, you've got so. uh, the the 103.7 will have the Tennessee's. will have Tennessee's broadcast crew yes. doing it. And 101.7 will have Alabama's broadcast crew. So depending on which group you tend to follow and. and, and uh, Hey, uh, as Alabama four. fans might want to listen to see what the yeah. Tennessee people are, are, are saying. And 
Tennessee fans might want to see what the Alabama folks are saying. So you have that choice. We're going to give you yeah. an option. We're going to give you a choice here at 101.7 and 103.7 FM. Uh, you, you can make your own pick, yeah. make your own mind up. So um, that will be going on now. The pregames, did we talk about that? Not yet. Okay. The pregame shows for the Alabama and Tennessee go as following. Go like this. Um, for Tennessee, the Tennessee pregame starts two hours before kickoff. So kickoff's at 2.30 to, uh, tomorrow. Our time, excuse yes. me, Saturday. So the pre Tennessee pregame show will start at 12.30 on 103.7 FM. All right. Now, Alabama's pregame starts three hours before kickoff, so it's going to start at 11.30, and it's going to be carried right here on 101.7 FM, the station you're listening to right now. Um, now, the Titans have the weekend off. They're gonna, they're, you know, they're not – I guarantee you this, they will not lose this weekend. Yep. The Titans, the Titans will, will not lose this weekend. Hopefully, they will heal. I guarantee it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, if I if I was a betting man, uh, I, I would what. bet I would bet the house on that they would not lose. To, you know this weekend. There you go. So, but yeah, in all seriousness, I do hope they get a chance to uh, heal up a little bit. Uh, you know, the the with the news coming out that uh, Tannehill's injury is a high ankle sprain, which is not good. That's not good. They they tend to take longer to heal up and to become you know where you where you can actually play on them. Uh, so the Tennessee fans are going to be pushed into a situation. You know, there's there's been a, some clamor because of the struggles for the team that they hey, it's time to see what our young guys can do. Uh, and I'm, I'll tell you what, Mike, I'm going to make a case for how the Titans moving forward are going to salvage their season at two and four. So hang on, don't go anywhere, folks. I'm going to I'm going to explain to you how we're going to do that. Not this segment, but the next. Um, okay, some other programming notes. NASCAR, the forever. For, <laughs> what is forever? Do you know what that is? Is it the makeup? I'm it, not real sure. For the number four and ever. I, what is it? I don't. I don't, I don't know um, what that is. I guess that's why they're sponsoring yeah. this. That's why they're sponsoring this uh, NASCAR race in uh, Homestead. Florida, right out or basically Miami, Miami area, um, and that begins at one thirty on Sunday. So, jot that down. We've got Alabama, Tennessee, on simultaneous stations, one hundred three point seven, one hundred one point seven, for a two thirty kickoff. But pre games will start a couple hours, three hours beforehand. And then there is no Titans game on Sunday, but there is NASCAR, and that will be on 103.7 FM. And uh, they dropped the flag at 1.30 for the forever 400 from Homestead, Florida. Um, Best I can figure out. Right the there in the Miami forever area. Forever company is a, is a insurance company. <laughs> okay. Well. A life insurance. Company. I guess that's why they sponsor these races to get their name out and get and get noticed. But I don't know what "forever" really stands for. I guess I should. <laughs> I just haven't been paying paying close enough attention. Okay, so um, 
Let's talk a little bit about the Alabama-Tennessee game. Uh, Alabama leads in the series 58 wins, 39 losses, or 58 wins. Uh, Tennessee has 39 wins with seven ties in that series. This is a series that is full of streaks. You know, it's not it's not a deal where you know they alternate wins or every other win, you know every two wins or something like that. It's it's a it's a game of streaks. Well, the Usually longest, the streaks will go seven or eight years in a row or something like that. The longest, the longest streak was is the most recent one, isn't it? Well, the longest streak for Tennessee is seven wins. Okay, okay, and that started that went from 1995 to 01. So that was kind of the Peyton Manning years, and then and then T. And that was also T. Actually, Martin in '98, and, and also and then, the, those years that Alabama was struggling to find and keep. A, a coach. Well, sure, that um, that wasn't long, and really that wasn't too long after Phil Fulmer snitched on snitched on Alabama. I was going to try to leave that one just, alone, just to was, save his just to save yeah. his, his own own cheating butt. But anyway, uh, let's move on. Uh, seven years is the streak for Tennessee. Fifteen years, years is the streak for Alabama, and that, that just ended, ended last year. Last year. Um, now, uh, the most lopsided victory in this series between Tennessee and Alabama um, was in 1995, Tennessee won 41 to 14. So that's 27 points in 19. Let me get this right. In 1906, Alabama won 51 to nothing. I would, Coach, was that a good game? I wasn't around. I have no idea. That's, oh, oh, you don't. Yeah. Don't, oh, don't, don't, oh, you, you know, I, 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 was, I was, I came in the year after that. You okay? didn't go to that game? No, I, I made it to the oh, one, okay. you know, I made it to the renewal of the series about 15 years later. Now, okay. The, the, uh, the, the smallest margin of victory was a 28 to 27 win by the Vols in 1984. And I was at that game in Knoxville. And I want to say Knoxville had a running back, and his name was Johnny Jam Jones or something like that. And he took over, and then Alabama was just uh, – Alabama's up by 21 points right yeah. after halftime or at halftime. And we're just having the best time ever in Nayland Stadium. We're just bouncing around. Of course, we're college kids. We'd made the trip. Yeah which is 310 miles, by the way, separates Knoxville from Tuscaloosa, a total of 310 miles. But four of us, my roommate and a couple of gals, rolled up to Knoxville and stayed the night before, and we're in the lower bowl of there of Nayland Stadium, and, boy, we're having a big time, and Alabama's rolling, and we're feeling good, and everything's great. And then all of a sudden, in the second half, we can't tack on stop Johnny. I believe his name was Johnny Jam Jones. Jones. Yeah, I think so. That's right. And he just absolutely starts just running up and down the field. We can't stop anybody. 21-point lead goes to 14, obviously. Then a field goal here, a touchdown here. It just evaporates in the fourth quarter. And Tennessee comes roaring back and wins 28-27. And by that time – uh, we're ready to get out of Nathan Stadium, <laughs> and and we we, uh, we hightailed it. We hightailed it up out of little there. little piece of uh, current trivia and, and stuff is how big this game is. Our own station manager, uh, Clayton Harris, who is a uh, rather uh, you know he, staunch, a, rather staunch Alabama he's fan, an Alabama fan. Sure, uh, he had, he was invited to the Murray County Garden Club 
which a bunch of ladies <laughs> meeting for a meeting to talk to them about the history of the Tennessee Alabama football rival. Is that right? And he was when, doing research here. When is that yeah. supposed to go? When is that supposed to happen? It, it happened today, uh, about today 12 o'clock. To he's, I think he's talking right now <laughs> uh, as we tape this film or as That's we tape awesome. this. But he, uh, he found out that uh, the grandfather, I believe, no, the uncle of our own of our owner, Del Kennedy, played for General Neyland at Tennessee and made a couple of significant plays when they renewed the series, I think in in nineteen twenty something. Okay. They 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 had about a fourteen year hiatus. They they played for a little while early, right? I think nineteen oh one was the first game. He was telling me this as his highlights of, of what he was doing. They played for about seven or eight years, and they took about a 14-year hiatus. And when they started up, um, Mr. Finney, if I remember right, is his last name. Yeah, Finney. Yes. Uh, played for there the University of Tennessee and made, from what I understand, made a couple of significant plays yeah, in the game. Their family and, lives in that in the in East yeah. in the Knoxville area. Yeah. So and so we have a have a, a connection. Okay. Uh, to to this rivalry here at yeah. the station. So Alabama has won 59 times. Tennessee's won 39 times. There's been seven ties. The first game in 1901 between Tennessee and Alabama, and I wasn't around, Coach. I, I mean, I'm just going to tell you, I wasn't around in 1901. Yeah, well. But I was... ended a 6-6 to tie, which was a defensive struggle, to say the least. Um, uh, so... Uh, moving, moving towards say, how much time we got left in this? This segment we got yeah. about three minutes. Okay. About well, I take care of it. Looking at it, we actually got about four and a half minutes. Okay. Well, let's talk. So, let's talk about number seventeen, Tennessee, going to number eleven, Alabama. Tennessee's five and one. Alabama is six and one. Uh, the bookmakers have Alabama eight, eight and a half point favorite with an over under total of forty nine. Um, and Alabama looking to avenge last year's loss, first time in 16 years, 15 years, whatever, 16 years, that Tennessee has won, and Alabama took it on the chin, 52-49 to 49 in Knoxville. And so Alabama's looking to avenge that loss um, from last year. Now, let's look at some numbers inside this game. Uh, really... Points per game, uh, Tennessee. I mean, after you watch them, Tennessee's. I mean, the, 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 the offensive it, production it, for Tennessee it, is down this year. Has Milton, has Milton progressed the way that you 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 thought and Tennessee fans thought he would progress? I I, I just don't see that. Well, he has progressed in a you know for those of us who are football coaches. He has progressed um, quite a bit in his game. Now, for the tenth general Tennessee fan, uh, no, because he is not the, the 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 flash and dash of the of, of Hooker that that can move the ball down the field. Tennessee has become much much more reliant on their run game. And, and in fact, I'll tell you, if they don't get their run game going, um, Milton's going to have a very difficult time carrying the load. Where Hooker could do that. A little bit more. Uh, Tennessee's got a similar, you know, situation with their quarterback. You know, he's he's stro- he's had his struggles this year. Uh, I think 
really these two teams are more alike than they are different I this agree. year. I agree with this that. This year. And so when, when you have that situation, I mean, their, their quarterbacks are struggling. Their defenses are good, are really good. Uh, the running game's becoming more and more, again, the more dominant, you know, where they were, the passing game has been the, the strength of the team for the last few years. The running game's becoming more prominent again. Um, when, 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 when this, when they, this even, it's going to come down to a special teams situation. It's going to be a special teams play, whether it's a, a return, a big return or a return for a touchdown or a fumble, you know, a turnover in the kicking game of some kind, uh, or, a, or multiple state or multiple mistakes by one of, one of the offenses. Yeah. I mean, you know, but, you can't, you can't, these survive, two teams are, are pretty well coached. Tennessee Alabama game. If yeah. you're giving up three interceptions yeah. to the other side, but both of these teams are pretty well, away. both of these teams are pretty well coached. So you can't really count on a lot of mistake. You know, the mistakes that are going to be made are going to be big mistakes. Like Milrow, like Milrow yeah. made, like Milrow yeah. made last weekend yeah. in the end zone. Yeah. yeah, I mean you, you, that was. He's going to learn from that. He's, he's going to be coached he's, better he's a than six years senior. Yeah. I so mean, I mean, I know you're trying to yeah. sugarcoat it. I get it. You're a Tennessee fan. I understand. But it's going to come down you know, to special let's, teams. Let's, let's lay what we need to lay at the doorstep of who we need to lay it at, and that is Milton the Toaster the third. That interception that he threw last weekend. As they were going to put the, to going to score, remember the remember mm-hmm. remember, and the the announcer was talking about mm-hmm. it. That's a six year senior coach throwing yeah. throwing that interception. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's tried I to mean, force. He's he tried to force things, and, and there's going to be there's going to be the the, the uh, deciding one of the deciding factors is he does he stay within himself and not try to become. I mean, he's, you, he's you, the game if. This Tennessee will win if Milton becomes the game manager instead of the game breaker. Don't you feel Josh Hoople's offense is gonna is gonna? It's hypo, by the way. Oh, it, it well, he needs to, he, <laughs> then he needs to legally change the spelling of it. So anyway, I tell you what, we're gonna we're gonna argue about this on the other side of this break. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake for Coach Mike running the boards. Uh, We'll be right back after this break and, and, and try to figure out what Tennessee's – do they have an identity problem right now? Yes. I think they do. They do. We'll be right back. This is Coach Traders Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. 
Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. And welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined in the studio by Coach Mike and... uh, we were talking some Tennessee-Alabama football right before the break. But I want to run uh, one little bit of – well, I saw this on the Internet as I do my surfing without a surfboard. And I wanted to bring this up. There is a young man named Demarion Bothwell out of Alabama. Okay, His nickname is Fluff, F-L-U-F-F. <laughs> a manly um, nickname there. <laughs> Weekend before now, you know, we've heard about tra- the Colorado standout Travis Hunter, right? Mm-hmm. He goes plays both ways. Uh, he's a wide receiver, terrific wide receiver, also a defensive back for Coach Prime Times Colorado Buffaloes. Well, a South Alabama commitment, um, Mr. Bothwell, who plays high school as a senior in the state of Alabama, and he plays. Uh, 
he plays for Oni. Let me if I can get this Oneonta, Oneonta, Alabama. O n e o n t a Oneonta, Oneonta, Alabama. And they beat Etowah out of Atala, Etowah <laughs> High School out of Atala, Alabama. A lot of Indian names down there. You know what I mean? Yeah, a few of them. Walk of Tears, Trail of Tears, that's all that. Okay. Uh, they won 62-36 to 36 two weekends ago. And I meant to bring this up last week, but I didn't. So, Mr. Bothell is 5'10", 220 pounds. So, he's a pretty thick kid, yeah. you know. Uh, and he also – Plays on both sides of the ball. Now, let me give you a stat line, and then we'll go back to Alabama, Tennessee. And two Friday nights ago, he certainly made his presence felt on both sides of the ball. He had 265 yards rushing and five rushing touchdowns, okay? He had 122 receiving yards on four receptions for four touchdowns. Nine touchdowns. So that's so far. nine <laughs> touchdowns. He had a passing touchdown where he threw the ball. Yes. Okay. And ten he had, touchdowns he's involved with. He had seventeen tackles, including three tackles for a loss and a sack. This is one person. <laughs> two sixty-five rushing crew. for five touchdowns. One twenty-two receiving for four touchdowns. No. Oh. 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 I'm. So, I, let me take that back. I misread this. It was 122 receiving on four receptions for two touchdowns. Okay, I was going to say, okay, that was the to, score wasn't the matching ma- up the to mad, the <laughs> – mad, They only scored 62 points. That's about uh, and, and he had a passing touchdown. So, uh, you know – Still an impressive night. He's, he's a three-star <laughs> recruit, according to 240, uh, 24-7 Sports, and is ranked as the 104th running back in the nation. Uh, he's held offers from Austin P, Eastern Michigan, Jacksonville State, Navy, and North Alabama, but he's committed to South Alabama. So uh, good luck to Mr. Bothell, but those are some pretty impressive numbers playing on both sides of the ball, and you got to be in pretty good shape to play oh, yeah. on both sides of the ball and put up those type of numbers. I mean, you know. Even if you're playing only, against air, you know, someone say, well, you know, Alabama, Alabama is notorious. Either your small schools there in Alabama are either really, really good or – Really, really not good. So oh, good. Only a teen, and, only a kid, only a young man in his late teens and early yeah, twenties can run that can, much. Can put those types of numbers up. <laughs> okay, so we before we left, we we talked about Tennessee, and, and and I was telling Coach during the break, I said, you know, when Coach Hoop Hypel, I'm I'm going to go and say Hypel f- for your benefit because you look so. <laughs> Distraught when I say hoople, but you know, hey, I'm an Oki. I'm an Oki, and and if you're going to pronounce it hypo, go get your name legally changed to (laughs) spell it where it's pronounced hypo. So, um, but the deal is this, folks: you get Josh Hypo, he comes into Tennessee. He was a great quarterback when he was in college. uh, Did some terrific things. Uh, Obviously, he's going. He's going to take the Tennessee offense under his wing, um, revamp it, rework it, and he did. He took Hendon Hooker, made him a superstar, put Tennessee, beat Alabama first time uh, in 16 years, uh, took Hendon Hooker to the heights. He, the, the, uh, the last quarterback that saw those heights was basically, I'm not going to say T. Martin, but Peyton Manning. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, Coach Heupel, the identity is this. The University of Tennessee clad in that obnoxious orange are going to roll up and down the field offensively and just trans. They don't care if they make a tackle defensively or not. They could give a, you know what, whether they tackle anybody because we're going to outscore you. You know, it's one of those just let them make a layup. We're going to shoot a three-pointer on the other end. You know, kind of a, a basketball mentality of, you know, we don't care how many points these guys score. We know we're Tennessee, and we know we can go up and down the field on anybody. Now, I think now that's, that was now I that think was that's a, that more was, of a misnomer that was than last that. year, Coach. Yeah, that was last year. Now let's move. Now let's move forward one year to basically mid-season, bef- the Thursday before the Alabama Tennessee game, two thirty Saturday, right here on one hundred one point seven FM. You can listen to it, folks. But, you know, you're Tennessee now. You're struggling to put points on the board against teams like Austin P. Against teams like Texas A&M. I'm not saying Texas A&M is a pushover. But I'm just saying you're, you're, going, you're, you're driving. You drive down the field. You look pretty good. And then Milton the toaster throws an interception right, in the, right to the Texas A&M guy. It looks like he looks like the Texas A&M guy was in on the route. He knew what the route was. He was in the huddle. You can't make those mistakes. And the identity problem is now, and all these Tennessee fans listening to this broadcast right now, listen to my voice, are saying, man, that Drake, he's an Alabama fan. Uh, yeah, I am an Alabama fan, but I'm also realistic about football. And the identity that Tennessee had and Josh Heupel was bringing to this to the University of Tennessee of being a high-scoring, high-level, high-skill-level position football team is a little bit in question right now. And that's not the identity that Tennessee has. Well, first, got to understand the whole, the whole situation. Remember, when he came in, Milton was the starter. And he was supposed to be the, you know, the guy that was supposed to be able to run his offense. It took about two games for them to figure out he wasn't it. You know, that, and then – uh, you know, Hooper, Ho- Hooker comes in in a replacement situation. All of a sudden, sets the world on fire. sets it, sets the bar a little bit higher. Gets more into the type of game that Heupel wants to be able to play, and fits in. Does everything well. Till, Similar to what Tannehill did when he came yeah. up from Miami and came into the uh, to the Titans, to the Titans offense. Okay, of course. Then now you, we, then, now then you have the disaster. Then you have the, the the disaster at South Carolina, and and you know that's well documented. Okay, so now Hooker moves on. You know, he graduates, he moves on, and he comes back. You know, he, he's, he's recruited at least one, if not two quarterbacks to come in and to play the system he wants to play, but they're not ready yet, or they'd be out there. So he has to come back to who he has, and that's Milton. Now, Milton is not Hooker, never has been, and won't be. And the, the fan base is going to have to understand that and understand, you know, the, the, the ex- expectations of the high-flying, high, you know, the, the high-octane offense is not going to – it's just not there. Well, that's, and, and and that's so, kind of what I was getting at. And, and because so of the Tennessee Heifel's, fans clad. Adjusting, uh, adjusting to that and, you know, be careful about misnomering a, a all offense and no defense. His defense is pretty strong this year. That's what's kept them. That's what's kept them in a lot of the games that they, 
uh, right. we're we're struggling Be, with is because, that the defense because shut, because yeah. the high high fleeting yeah. high flying offense yes. is sputtering and not and not not living up to the hype of hypo yeah. of what but it's it, gone a it different direction be. it's it's gone a different direction in that it's now more ground based than it is air based and well, uh, which are, is not which is not the not the model that most Tennessee's entertainment fans i'm going to i call it that entertainment fans that's not the the the, the game they're wanting they're no. you know, you know not, the one, not the ones that sit sitting yeah. up there in their checkerboard overalls with no shirt on and their their yeah. orange their orange tube tops yeah, with they, their they daisy like, they like daisy the, the 40 and 50 yard passes they, and, no, and, they, and stuff. absolutely and they just but they just love to kick the you know yeah. what out of every team that comes that's in there that's not going to be tennessee's struggling. game this year they just don't have the people yet to do that now he's developing you know he he's he's working on his you know the recruiting he's developing and remember you know milton wasn't his guy well, college football is always a yeah. work in progress right. milton always. wasn't milton no. wasn't his guy i get it uh i'm not even sure hooker was to tell you the truth uh i think they came in you know with him in a sense but they, you know he wasn't what but both of them were highly recruited and highly rated. Highly rated. I think among, Milton was overrated. Okay. You know, Milton was overrated. Even well, that Michigan. happens all the time. Yeah, and stuff. Now, as what I said towards the end of the last segment, Milton's going to have to be, and this is, you know, this is where he's going to have to understand his game, and everybody else is going to have to understand his game. For Tennessee to win, Milton needs to become the game manager and not try to be the game breaker. Right. He can't do that. Well, you talking about <clears throat> you talking about defenses. Tennessee allows around 17 points a game. They rank 31st in FBS. Okay? Not bad. That might. Alabama allows 16 points a game, 1 point less than Tennessee. Roughly they're, even. They're right 20, there. They're 22nd, ranked 22nd yeah. defensively. Like I said, evenly matched defensively. Now, points per game. Tennessee puts up around 33, and they're 60th in the in the FBS. Alabama puts up around 30 a game, and they're 95th. Um, so Alabama's had their struggles this year and, too. And, abs- and, and absolutely, I'm I, I am I'll, I'll be the first person to admit absolutely is is Jalen Milrow the the end all of quarterbacks at, at the University of Alabama? absolutely not yeah. and I think and, it, and the first person and the first person to tell you that would be Nick Saban yep. would be the first person to which tell you is exa- and I'm, I have a feeling you're, you'd have the same response you have a similar response from Heupel you know, right. that's where I said these teams are more alike than they are different. Sure, I, and, I, and I agree. And because I, they I, have I, the problems in the same places. They have the strengths in the same places. I think you're going to have a, I think you're gonna have a close, low-scoring ball game this yes. weekend. Uh, the over-under is sitting at 49. The reason it's sitting at 49 and not 51 or 52 is because Vegas wants you to look at that over-under spread and say, hmm, 49 points between these two teams? Oh, man, they can get yeah. in the 50s, 60s, no problem. Well, the reason they put it at 49 is because you got you got to get through all those 40s. you got to add the numbers together to get through all yeah. those 40s and then barely flip it over into the 50s where it should be. I'm going to take the under in this game, and more than likely I'm going to take Tennessee and if, I, if I play it at all. I definitely, yeah. I definitely, I definitely am not going to take Alabama because I don't like to be – I don't like to lose money to the man and also lose a ball game. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not. It's not fun. And I'm going to stick with my prediction that it's going to be because these teams are so evenly matched, so evenly 
talented, it's going to come down to a special team situation. Sure. Something's going to happen. It comes down and, to a long field goal because uh, Alabama's got the kicker. Yeah. Reichard, Reichard is a kicker. You know, you know, uh, so even, last, even last week against uh, A&M, it was the special teams, the, the punt that got downed on the one-yard line. The defense that held them down there, kept them down there. To Punted a, the ball back. Had touchdown. a short punt. Had a short punt where he, he – and he gets the touchdown return. That broke the game open for Tennessee right there. there. It go. was a special team situation. I think that's going to be a similar situation for this game. There you go. Uh, Jalen Milrow might have a strained hamstring. Now, he's there's been reports, Coach, that they've seen him in practice with – I don't know which is right or left leg – heavily – wrapped above the knee so that would tell one that knows something about hamstring pulls that they keep that thing compressed keep that muscle compressed and warm and tight as it can right and and keep it uh, under wraps as tight as they can get it but he's been taking practice he's been taking his practice reps with that leg visibly wrapped um but Alabama and Alabama coaching staff hadn't said a lot about it. They hadn't let out a lot of noise. Um, and, you know, there's nothing more than Bama fans would love to see Jalen Milrow sprinting up and down the field, 30-yard, 25-yard touchdowns, get flushed out of the pocket, nobody up and downfield, make a 10-, 15-yard gain. But with a hamstring like that, similar, similar to Milton the Toaster now, we we don't really know, and Tennessee fans don't really know, and you and I talked about it. Milton the Toaster might still have a lingering problem from that knee injury about three games ago. Again, where his, two teams are more a same, more the where same. Where <laughs> his mobility has been basically nil since that injury to Milton the Toaster. So we'll see what happens with that because, uh, like, and just like you said, Coach, uh, both quarterbacks might be coming in a little gimpy, um, and uh, both Some teams question marks both about teams' their... defenses are are right there, uh, right there together as far as points they give up. So I'm thinking this game is going to be low scoring and close now, um, because let me tell you what happens in two weeks. Alabama and LSU play. And Alabama, in order to win the West, along with going to Auburn and winning at Auburn, which is never easy, but to win the West, Alabama has to go through LSU. And believe me, they're going to need Jalen Milrow in the backfield, running that offense, to keep up with that high-flying, high-scoring offense that LSU has. Now, they might not be able to tackle anybody at LSU. (laughs) But they, can, but they can dang sure put points up on yes, the Yes, they can. And score. Alabama needs Jalen Milrow much more then than they do this coming Saturday. But if you can, if you're going to win the West, get away from the rivalry emotions, if you're going to get, if you're going to win the West and get yeah. back to the SEC championship game, probably against Georgia, yeah. you got to win against LSU yeah. in two weeks. Statistically, weekends. that game's more important than this one, but but it's still Tennessee this, Alabama. Yeah, this is still Tennessee right. Alabama, and you can't. You can't uh, discount that. Okay. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Thank you all for joining us. We've got one more segment. I've got some Magic 8-Ball predictions uh, in the last segment. I'm Drake for Coach Mike. We'll be right back.
This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hubs for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio. 
And I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this Southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. And welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake in the studio with Coach Mike. And uh, congratulations to the Las Vegas Aces, the new, newly crowned WNBA champions as they won a nail-biter, 70-69 to over the New York Liberty last night. And uh, they put on a second half. They were down pretty good at halftime. And then they, they came back in the second half and, bam, took care of business. Uh, and uh, so congratulations to them. The Predators uh, are at Madison Square Gardens tonight against the New York Rangers. The Predators have started out kind of slow. They're 1-3 against the 2-1 and one New York Rangers tonight. The Pup. Puck drops in Madison Square Gardens at 6 o'clock Central for all you Predator fans. Uh, tonight, uh, we've got NFL action, Jacksonville at New Orleans. New Orleans favored by two and a half points. And we will be getting to the Magic 8-Ball predictions and picks for that. And also, the Magic 8-Ball has a little baseball action uh, for tonight because – if you guys didn't know it, the NLCS, National League Championship Series, and the American League Championship Series are in full swing as the Houston Astros last night. Um, they took care of business. I mean, they coached they had to. They were down 2-0 to the Texas Rangers after losing two in Houston, which is kind of a big shock. I mean, Houston's been to this series seven straight years. And that's including the years they cheated. But uh, they haven't caught them yet. But, you know, I'm sure they've got a good eye on those. You know, once a cheater, always a they're, cheater. They're I've probably t- the cleanest team in the league right now well, simply because they're being watched so closely. The key, word you, the key word you just said was probably. Okay. Uh, but last night the Astros won 8-5 to five over the Rangers as uh, they got a home run from Jose Altuve, their leadoff hitter, and uh, the only Oompa Loompa to ever play second base in the Major League Baseball, Jose <laughs> Altuve. Um, uh, but got, there was they, a huge another defensive got, play. We we mentioned the, the defensive play yeah, the last yeah, game. They got two RBIs out of Jordan Alvarez, and they should have gotten more out of Jordan Alvarez. But uh, – Alvarez hit one deep. Was it center field? Center field. And the center fielder um, for the Rangers uh, jumped up there and just – Leody Tavares. Leody Tavares jumped up there and snagged the ball literally as it was going 
over the fence. It was about 18 inches above, about a foot, foot and a half above the fence. He, he literally climbed just, the fence, yeah, along, went up the fence, caught it at the at the peak of his jump. Um, and along with him and uh, their 21-year-old sensational Kid Carter, uh, Evan Kid Carter, uh, the Rangers, you know, they've, they got beat last night, but I just got this feeling, you know, go to go up two zero. I just I don't know it, for the for the Houston to come back from. Of course, if they got down three zero, it would probably be it would be, be tough, really it, tough. Now the 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 odds go back up, and if especially if they can win tonight, yeah, uh, then you know they get that back to even. In fact, the, the, it'll start swinging right. back towards Houston. Well, they play. And, they play tonight, Coach, at 7 o'clock. And um, like I said, the Rangers lead that series, best of seven series, two to one. Now, um, the Astros are basically tonight, as far as gambling on it, they're minus 115. So you'd have to put up 100. If you wanted that, thought the Astros were going to win, to win $100, you have to put up $115. So they're a little bit of a yeah. favorite, but basically, as far as. Uh, Juice-wise in Vegas goes, they're basically even tonight with the Rangers as they play in Arlington, uh, which is the Rangers' uh, home park. Now, um, in the NLCS, kind of a different story. The uh, Philadelphia Phillies are up 2-0 in the best-of-seven series over the Arizona Diamondbacks as they've used a travel day into this afternoon starting – well, it's just started a little while ago. Um, at 4 o'clock, 4.07 first pitch, the Philadelphia Phillies up 2-0 in that seven-game series are at Arizona Diamondbacks. And the Diamondbacks, it's just – you know, they're in a must-win situation. You go down 3-0, you're pretty much screwed. Yeah, pretty much the same series. situation so, that Houston found themselves in. The, the, the difference in, I don't think the Diamondbacks have quite the offensive firepower – Right. That uh, that Houston's got, and uh, again coming into the coming into this of uh, the final four, they they had the lowest. Of course, is only by six games over 162, so it's really not that, that much right. weaker. But right. uh, they're just not. Uh, you know, Phillies are on a roll oh, right now. Bryce Harper, Castellanos, and, yeah, they uh, they are on a roll Schwarber. right now, and, and I just they're uh, really hitting the ball and seeing I, I the pretty ball well see the, the ball. Yeah, I, I pretty well see the Phillies. They may lose one game in this series, but I, I see them pretty well steamrolling through right. this series. Um, let's see. In that series, uh, Philadelphia tonight is a one twenty-five minus one twenty-five. So they're they're a little bit of a favorite uh, because of the Phillies, and they're up two zero. And they've got Bryce Harper. Let's just let's just put you know put credit this with credit. generation's version Give of Mister October. Credit is due absolutely. Now there's two more games on. They play two more games tomorrow, and then there's one game on Saturday and one game on Sunday, depending on how these earlier games go. They might not. I think it's a game six on Sunday, so we might not need that game on Sunday. But there are two games tomorrow, uh, one on Saturday and one on Sunday. So we'll see what happens. And like I said, uh, on Sunday. I guarantee you the Titans will not lose on Sunday. <laughs> For all you Titans fans out there, I mean, that means a lot. I mean, what can you say? Um, now, uh, what else is going on? NFL action tonight, like I said, Jacksonville, 4-2 and two Jacksonville at New Orleans. 
New Orleans is two and a half point favorite. Yeah, Jacksonville's the, got some questions. Day. And Jacksonville, Easter Island might not yep. be starting a quarterback. So they got Jackson. some questions. Uh, they sure could use Gardner. And if he's Gardner Minshew, if he's not in there, down there, if he's like, not in there, Jacksonville's not nearly the same team. Absolutely not. So pay attention before you put any money down on anything on the NFL tonight. Um, I tell you what else I've got. I've, I've got a few NFL games that I, I was looking at. Um, for the weekend, let me see if I can find my notes. I'm I'm so messy with my notes. I don't know, I don't know what I do with all my notes. But um, one good thing about the NFL slate this weekend, Coach, you don't have to get up Sunday morning at the crack of dawn <laughs> to see your team play. Your there team is play. no early morning game. Uh, this, they, this week. They, I think they start again, what, next week? Yeah. With the, the Frankfurt Ger- series. Germany, yeah, yeah, the Germany series. Now. Okay. Uh, a couple of games to watch this weekend. The Lions, which everybody's on the Lions bandwagon, and they're good. They're at 5-1. and one. They head to Baltimore, and they, Baltimore's 4-2. and two. They're no slouch. Baltimore's favored by three points over the Lions. I like the Lions to lose. I like I, the I just, Lions. Boy, the I, Lions are the Lions. But I don't they, like they them become playing, Detroit again sooner or later. I, I don't mean, like it, them playing outside their dome and being yeah. favored away from home. They're not that. They're good, but yeah. they're not that good yet. Yeah, um, and and they're, they'll become Detroit again then before sun, it's over. Then Sunday night, Tua versus Jalen. How about that? Boy, that remember, yeah, you talk remember, about a head. I, I saw that headline come remember, up. Remember the national championship game where Jalen was pulled and Coach and, yep. and Saban puts in two and to, he throws he throws the the, 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 the touchdown pass in overtime to Dante Smith. So Tua versus Jalen that Sunday night uh, by teams this weekend. Teams that are on buys and not playing and not going to lose will be Carolina, Cincinnati, Dallas, Houston Texans, and the New York Jets. Um, and, uh, oh, by the way, last night in the ALCS, the very first pitch clock violation by a pitcher was administered in baseball history in the playoff, in the playoffs. Yeah. And that was to a Texas Ranger pitcher that took too long uh, there towards in the later innings yeah. of that game. Um, okay. So what do we? Oh, we got eight ball picks, don't we? Yeah, you better, you better crank them up, buddy. All right, tonight (laughs) NFL action. Magic Eight Ball says take Jacksonville if Easter Island is playing. If if Trevor Lawrence is playing, take Jacksonville over New Orleans. Also, uh, take the over in the Jacksonville New Orleans game over forty and a half. The Magic 8 ball doesn't discriminate. In the baseball, it likes the D-backs plus 108 over the Phillies. And it says take under the nine runs in the Phillies D-back game. This is the Front Port Sports Radio Hour. This has been Thursday. We want to thank you for listening. And we will talk to you again tomorrow. Same time, same bat channel. And and, uh, make sure you tune in 530 tomorrow for the – Game day, yeah, high, game, before game the high school week, game, absolutely. But first, you can listen to us at four o'clock. That's right. I'd rather have you here at four. You can hear us, hear us all the way through from four o'clock gra- on. Grab a quick bite because you'll eat. be helping us with the ball game Friday night. Grab a quick bite to eat and go back and get back on at five thirty. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. We're out. <laughs>